Welcome to Contributor Wednesday on Bridge the Gap Network. In this series, you'll hear from thought leaders on a variety of topics dedicated to inform, educate, and influence the senior living industry. Welcome to Bridge the Gap Contributor Wednesday. I'm David Hopkins. Happy September, everybody. September 1st. Can you believe it? I can't. That must mean the leaves are about to change, the apples are being ready to be picked. That means apple crisp, pancake breakfasts, a couple road races, fall leaves changing, and cooler weather coming. If you're in Florida like I am, that means just another month of summer until we get to winter. So this month, I want to talk to you because I'm frustrated. I am so frustrated. I'm pulling my hair out. I don't know which way to go. And I'm just at the end of my rope, trying to hire people, getting them in, getting them for interviews. Sometimes I'll call an applicant and it's, oh, well, I really didn't want a job. Oh, you're paying that? I don't think that really fits into my schedule. Or, no, I'm good. Are the responses I get working on the census and getting new people into our building, managing move-ins and move-outs. We had an ownership call one day, and they asked us why we had two move-outs. And they were, wanted to know what we could have done to keep them, and unfortunately, they passed away. Staffing. Oh my God, I'm so frustrated with staffing. People just don't show up. Oh, I need this weekend off, even though it's my weekend to work. These things happen Time and time again. For the individual, it's fine because it's only one request. But for the leader, it's multiple upon multiples of requests. For time off, if I don't show up, that's okay. I'll just go down the road and pick up another job. The call-outs and the excuses. Frustration is so hard to get out of your head. When you let it get in there, it it comes out, right? Because it's festering in your head and you're thinking about responses and somebody says something that, let's just be honest, it was dumb, it wasn't well thought out, and you really want to snap back with either a sarcastic comment if you're me or really just dive into that and explain how they are not thinking this process through. And when you speak out of frustration. You act out of frustration. And that does not bode well for us as leaders. We're supposed to be better. We're supposed to be called to rise above that. A friend I was talking with last week told me, a leader gets to take all the blame and give away all the credit. I was on LinkedIn and I saw this story that kind of resonated with me as I was feeling this frustration these past few weeks. And it was about a plumber, and uh, he was working at this house, and his car had broken down. So the person at the house decided they would drive him home. And throughout the car ride, he was very silent. And and I wish I had this, and I'd love to link it. So if you know this story, please share that, because it's really powerful. And as the, the lady of the house dropped him off to his house, he walked up to the front step, And he paused at a tree, and he held onto the tree branch for a little bit. And you could see him kind of just touching the needles and seeming to linger a little bit longer than just touching a tree on your way by as you're going inside. 
And then he proceeded inside to his wife and kids and his face lit up and his mood lightened and he was focused and he was lively and engaging and happy. And the next day, the lady asked him about that and he said, Before I walk into the house, I hang all my problems on the tree to let God handle them. And then I go in because my work problems are not my family's problems and they do not need to be burdened by that. So I hang them on the tree before I go in and when I come out in the morning, I'll pick them up. But the funny thing is, every time I come out, there are less problems hanging on the tree than when I put them on the night before. It seems like some flush their way out or get dealt with or resolve themselves. And so I'll pick them back up and I'll go off to work to focus on those problems. How often do you bring home your work problems and your frustrations to your family, your loved one, your significant other? And how often do we bring our personal problems that weigh down on work? It seems to be the new nomenclature in the business of a work-life balance. I had a friend tell me, you'll never balance both of those scales. Stop trying. It's going to be a work-life blend. Sometimes you spend a little more time at work, and sometimes you're freed up so you can spend a little bit more time at home. And it's your job as your leader of yourself to take ownership of that and make sure you're doing it correctly. Maybe we all need some more trees in our lives to hang some problems on and keep them safe for us to deal with the next day so that we can focus on our family or our work or the issues that we have at hand. Dave Ramsey and the Dave Ramsey company that he runs, one of their core values is stated as being where our feet are. So if you're on vacation, you be there. You don't be on your phone with emails and texts and let me just take this one conference call. I like being where our feet are, especially if my feet are in the sand at a beach somewhere. So how do we try to focus and not let frustration bring us down? As leaders, we need to be self-aware and help ourselves to become better. And when you have those great guidance of people that can call you out on if you're not performing correctly, you're not performing up to what you can do, or you're just throwing a pity party for yourself to call you out of it. Pay attention to those. I was given a book just recently by a friend of mine, and the book's called The Pineapple Principle. I like that title. It's by Annie Meehan. It's super easy to get on Amazon and Kindle, and she's on LinkedIn. And one of those great little leadership books that really has an impact and yet such a simplistic message. It's a really a great read. And it's based off the, the kid's poem, Be a Pineapple. So real quick, because I didn't know this one, and I always love learning great kids' rhymes. The poem goes, Be a pineapple, stand up straight, wear a crown, and be sweet on the inside. Be a pineapple. I got to tell you, profound little words like that have a big impact on my life and my leadership. 
You've probably seen that big poster out there, All I Really Need to Know, I Learned in Kindergarten, Play Nice, Keep Your Hands to Yourself, Don't Eat Sand, Share Your Food. The pineapple principle is just like that. And two things really stood out to me at this. In the book and in the poem, it says, wear a crown. For me, that was mind-blowing. Just think about if you got up every morning and you got dressed and you went out to work, but the last thing you did was to place a true crown on your head. Now, I'm not talking a Burger King one that you get when you're driving through the drive-thru and you get a, a kid's meal. I mean a real crown, something like King Arthur would wear or, or Queen Elizabeth. Think about if that was the last thing you put on. You are a king and you are a queen. How differently would you act and talk and carry yourself? You know, most of the people who get to meet Queen Elizabeth and whether it's in a formal setting or whatnot, remark how kind and interested in the person she is and what a phenomenal experience it is. I haven't met the queen, but that would be pretty awe-inspiring. To know that somebody who is royalty, who wears a crown every day, would be interested in me and my likes and dislikes and what was going on in my life. How differently do you think she gets up every morning and after she gets all dressed and she places that crown on her head? I can only imagine the transformation that will happen inside of people. How differently do you think people would talk to you with respect and love and kindness. I think about my frustration. It's my problem. And I took this and I started to look at people just like you put a filter on a a picture. And I started picturing people with crowns on their head. Like I would talk to Queen Elizabeth or like I would talk to King Arthur. And you know what? My tone my posture, and what I was saying changed. How differently would you talk to somebody if you wore a crown? You think about somebody else wearing a crown and the respect you would give them and the way you would talk to them, not out of frustration, but because you wear a crown and are of royalty. For those of you out there who are Christians, you think about Christ's crown and the way he would want you to talk to somebody. The same thing, just like the pineapple principle. The second thing that stood out to me was to be sweet. You've always heard nice guys, don't nice guys finish last? And I started thinking about some of the frustration that came out of me this past couple weeks and what I said and how I said it and to who. And reflecting back on that and saying, did I feel good when I was doing that? Was it a good outcome? And of course, all the answers were no, because it's easy to Monday morning quarterback. That's why you need something instantaneously. Like those funny filters that you could put on. Imagine somebody just wearing a crown and how differently you would talk to them. Last month, I talked about a battery. Battery has a positive and a negative side to it. And you're discharging from both ends of the battery. Are you positive or negative with your interactions? 
Kind of sounds like Yoda there, if you're asking me. So taking my own advice, I'm focusing on the positive interaction that I have coming out of my battery. And trying to be sweet. Being nice and being kind to people. Because let's face it, this has been a long year and a half. And who knows when this is all going to end. And the frustrations are going to keep coming and become overwhelming. And it's our job as leaders to pay a little bit more kindness out there. Because in the end of that, if we're all kind, it will end up changing the world. It's tough out there. It's tough with staff and recruitment, employees, balancing, trying to make sure your financials look good, getting your sales calls done. But folks, when you're getting dressed in the morning, make sure you place your crown and straighten it right. And as you're walking out the door, be sweet. Thanks for listening to this week's Bridge the Gap Contributor Wednesday. Please connect with me at btgvoice.com. Thanks for listening to Contributor Wednesday series on Bridge the Gap Network. For more information about the contributors and for a full library of episodes, visit btgvoice.com.